All right, welcome everybody to National Wiffle Podcast. Uh, your host for today in a one-off podcast is Grant Miller for the Kalamazoo Wiffle Ball. And we have a panel a panel today, starting with Brian Lewis, our commissioner. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Grant. Good to be here. And then we also got Justin Gregory. Hey, Justin. What's up, Grant? And then Nate Thompson joined us as well. What's up, Nate? What's going on? All right, so just to jump into this for the listeners listening in, uh, we want to jump on, give everybody a, a high-level uh, recap of the regular season and for the Kalamazoo Wiffle Ball League. So our league just finished up the regular season. It's a 24-game season, and we're going to be jumping into playoffs starting Monday, uh, August 15th. So uh, really high level before we jump into things, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the division changes we did uh, this year that was different. Uh, we're then going to talk about some of the team surprises and some two to three players that surprise people, both in the social and uh, competitive divisions. We'll talk on regular season accomplishments, you know, pre basically a MVP, Cy Wiffle, these aren't official, but just uh, some hot takes. And then we're going to jump into the playoff preview. So everybody ready here? Yep. Awesome. All ready. Let's, let's, let's get into it. it. So uh, for for those, again, not familiar with KWL, we actually changed up in years past. We had two different divisions, and we just had uh, teams playing on Mondays, and we had teams playing on Thursdays, and those were the two divisions. And what we would find was there were some teams in there who were really competitive, and they all they wanted to do was win. There was other teams in there who, you know, they were more there for the fun, uh, social element, a lot of drinking involved. Uh, so... What we did this year was we changed changed it up when we went with a competitive division and a social division, and it, it seemed to work out really well. Uh, so, Brian, uh, you played on the social side. you want to give a high-level recap of how that went this year? Yes. So, Grant, we found it was really positive in the ways that we were hoping that it would be, and it was chill. The So, the Thursday nights were our social nights, and they were still – a lot of close games, but they were fun, but more relaxed. And so even the players and the teams that were fun to play with uh, in previous years, they were just more, more relaxed. And so what we found is that some of the top skill players kind of, uh, they were, their stats were down a little bit. They're still top tier players for social division and then what we found is that some of the rookies were in years past probably would have taken three quarters of a season to get up to speed came up uh, much quicker after maybe four or five games and we also found a defense was very strong for the new teams this year and new players um, and I think that a lot of that goes to just having a more relaxed atmosphere so it was really Every, everything that we were hoping for in making the split. And uh, I think the social division will definitely be back next year with uh, several new teams already. Yeah, yeah. And I know we had a number of players kind of reach out in the middle of the year. And we're like, hey, can, can we jump in and try? And it was like the perfect segue putting them into the social division where we didn't really care about roster sizes as much. And someone could come in and just try it right away. So big success for sure. Um, Gregory, I know you, you were on the competitive division. Could you give us a rundown on how that went? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just mirrors what, what Brian was saying on the other side of the coin, you know, um, 
you know, last year when we were thinking about making this change, a lot of the talk from the guys who were super competitive and, you know, building good teams was that they wanted to play more competitive games because those are the times that they had the most fun, right? Like that's what they're out there to do is to compete and play, you know, uh, high-level football games and, and have a great time. So we definitely saw that a lot this year and some of the other things that, you know, as us as kind of the people that uh, run the league, you know, we're looking to see was that it, it made it more competitive and shook up the league a little bit. And that's exactly what it did. We had guys switching teams. Um, you know, some teams had split up uh, some guys that teams went to social, had some competitive players that came over and um, you know, so it kind of shook up the league in a good way where it kind of moved some people around and uh, really balanced it out. I mean, I would say like you put on our Instagram the other day, how the, you know, the, the preseason power rankings and how everyone saw things shaking out just didn't really go that way at all. We had teams that really excelled and did, did well. And um, I, I really liked how everyone kind of was trading blows and, um, you know, no one ran away with it by any means. So I think that was great to see. And, uh, you know, looking, looking forward to the all season for sure, or the postseason for sure. Yeah. It's anyone's, anyone's game. I mean, it, it it's really a coin flip. I, I think, Nobody, there's no clear winner. Um, so, I mean, for for the listeners, our end of season, uh, the Flying Monkeys won the competitive division They with a record of 19-4-1. So, for a little background on them, they, they actually started in 2019. They're a relatively new team. Bunch of young guys, Ty Smith captains that. Uh, the rest of the roster uh, goes down to, like, Drew Habel and Jake Longman, who – they're both sophomores in high school and they're balling out and doing really well. I mean, Drew throws like 90 miles an hour um, and that's with a gun. So that's, that's legit. And Jake, I mean, that dude hit a bunch of bombs this year in a, in a tough division. So, I mean, they're both up and coming rising stars and uh, on the other side or to continue rounding out their, their roster, the Brendan Baranowski who he just put together an MVP type season. And then his younger brother, Chris Baranowski, who, really came out of nowhere with his pitching and he he led their team with innings pitch so they did a great job and are going to be the one seed and then they're actually going to be playing the winner of the social division which uh lewis is lewis's team scared hitless a lot of people know who scared hitless are they're a long time powerhouse in the uh kwl and they won uh the social division with a 15 and 9 record so uh gregory i'm going to ask you first what team surprised you the most this year and why? And that can be both from the social division or competitive division. I, I'm going to have to say the Flying Monkeys, and, and, and here's why. is You know, no one thought coming into this season that they were a slouch team by any, any stretch of the imagination, but they came out and just – you know, really played well as a team. They put good series together. I think they're learning a lot. I mean, Baranowski is definitely playing a lot of wiffle ball these days. So, um, I mean, Drew's really developed really nicely, like you were, you were saying. And I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting them to come out and be as, be as tough as they've been, and they've really put together a nice team. So that was that was surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – that surprised a lot of people. I remember when we were doing the preseason polls, <laughs> there, there's people putting them at like sixth out of a, in the competitive divisions got seven teams. There's people who literally put them at sixth or fifth. Um, so 
very, very surprising there. Uh, Nate, you're next. Same question. Who and why? So I also had the monkeys written down, but guided wiffles. Um, yeah. I think yeah. as a team coming into a competitive division, that's a very tough task, no matter if you've played any wiffle ball before in a different league, whatever. Um, but to come into the competitive division, and I think they ended up with seven wins. Yep. Um, as the season went on, um, I know we played them pretty early on, but as the season went on, looking at the scores, um, they just played competitive game after competitive game, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's a bunch of high school kids from Kalamazoo Central. Um, some of them haven't even started high school. Um, some of them just finished up their eighth grade year. Um, so really impressive. I mean, they really started coming on at the end. They played monkeys really tough. Uh, Colton Stoll lost two to one to Brendan Baranowski um, two weeks ago. And then we lost to them um, the following week. Uh, five to four, where uh, Swanson, he, he threw great. I mean, he he, he just beat us up and then we we ended up giving up a couple runs in the last inning and they they beat us five to four and then uh, same thing with that Colton Stoll who I mean he's got a plus riser and he he lost us one zero and he was throwing great I mean we had one home run off him and that was it so they they could shock somebody I know Gregory they play you they could shock somebody we'll, we'll get into that matchup in a bit though um Brian what's what's your team uh that most surprised you this year and, and why uh for me it's Brutane clan so uh, Josh Buck, their captain, um, did some really smart off-season moves. So they brought in uh, Chase Audette and Zach Milborn. And they also had picked up a great rookie in Logan Hunter. But the surprising thing, so they added a lot of talent, but they still remained a really fun team to play against and to watch on the streams. Um, and a lot of teams, as they get more competitive and have more wins each season, they they lose some of that fun, and that was not the case for Brutane Clan. So they were definitely um, evolved a little bit in their skill level this year, and it showed in their uh, win loss record. So they came in at 500, um, with which was second place in the social division. But they were still uh, that that same team that that Josh Buck has built over the last few years. So that was that was a big surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Does anybody remember when they started? 2019, 2020. 18 or 19 maybe yeah i mean yeah <laughs> they, they like four or five wins up until this year and they they double tripled that output in one year and like brian said i mean logan hunter not only was he a great pickup but apparently he's the plug for if you want some sick cleats did you i don't know if you guys saw those like golden plated cleats that he brought in for the team they're adidas they're like adi zeros yeah, he's definitely got connections. Yeah, yeah, he's he knows some people. Um, all right, let's get into the regular season accomplishments. So, again, the the official vote doesn't actually happen until after playoffs, so a lot can change here. But if the season ended today, who would be your guys' MVP, Cy Wiffle, Yellow Slugger, and Rookie of the Year's award winners? And you can pick whatever division you want to go to. You can even include all of them. Uh, just need to name one person from each. Gregs, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so we're, we're listing all of them. All right, so, I mean, Cy Wiffle, I got I to gotta go Hogue. Uh, you know, triple digits to strikeouts this year. Um, just put together a really nice season. Um, 
you know, just still throwing top level. Uh, but, you know, it's super close, man. I mean, like, you know, Nate's right up there. I mean, you, there's a couple guys in this league that, you know, it's just really tough when you see them. I mean, you put a couple of hits on them and, and there's a big accomplishment. Um, but, you know, the good thing is, is we've seen some, a lot of the good, a lot of the good pitchers, you know, be hit a lot more this year. You know, I mean, yep. I think last year, uh, you know, Nate only gave up a few hits and it was more than that this year. And that was nothing against him. He's still a fantastic pitcher and getting better. But, uh, you know, the hitters have gotten just really, really good. Um, I mean, as far as my yellow bat, I got to go with UG. Uh, you know, you're just lights out, man. Um, every time I come up to the plate, I'm like, God damn it. Don't let this guy hit a home run. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you cross the ball, uh, you know, you're playing a lot of the, the competitive tournaments around the country and, um, and it shows, man, just, you're a tough hitter. Um, let's see what else, uh, rookie of the year, man, it's a tough one this year. There's, 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 it is a, a tough there's, one. there's a it's, number it's of players tough. this year uh, on that rookie of the year, uh, we had a lot of rookies, <laughs> and if you look in the top ten of the stats for hitting, there's a number of rookies in there. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can go any which way. I mean, I think there's a, just a ton of names you got to throw out there. I mean, uh, you know, Sawyer from from your team. I mean, for him to come in and pitch the way he's he's pitching, that's impressive. Uh, you know, so some of the guided whiffles guys. I mean, there's a few guided whiffles guys that just yeah. in the short time that they developed. I mean. Hats off to them for sure. Um, you know, um, man, it's it's, it's going to be a tough one. I don't even know if yeah. I can give a name right now. I'll be honest. That, that's fair. It, it's pretty close between a couple of them. What what about MVP? That's tough to call it right before the postseason. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with, God damn it. I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Hogan. I'm going to have okay. to go with Hogan because I, I think the legends are winning it. And I think, I think he's going to have a good series one way or another in the end. To cap okay. off a good season. Hey, Hogan, Hogan's a great pick. What about, what about uh, your guys' teammate Lee? So if you looked at, at the pitching stats, Lee's got a .970 ERA, 37 innings pitched. Six and zero. Hogan is six and one with a one save with a one point six zero ERA, forty five innings pitched. But he does lead the league I, in strikeouts. I They're know, so close. It's a, toss up. it's a toss up. Like honestly, I it could be it's going to be whoever has that that series. You know, I think there's going to yeah. be those guys that step up in that postseason. I mean, Hogan's definitely shown that he can do it. Lee's definitely shown that he can do it. Right. So. Um, it could be it could be either of them, you know. There could be a surprise, uh, you know. The the postseason is what really shows kind of the strong teams and the strong players, and I think, yeah, for sure. you know, you know, because I could see, you know, Diablo's Nate locked down. I mean, everyone it was so competitive this year, and everyone had such a such a great season. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real toss up, for sure. No, I I agree with that. Nate, Nate, what do you got? So for my MVP, um, I put you, Grant, um, 24 home runs, 81 in RBIs. Um, it was hard for me to find anybody else that was comparable to that. A um, couple honorable mentions, though, that uh, Gregory hadn't mentioned was Baranowski. Um, I 
in my opinion, he's the best player on the number one seed. So I feel like as far as MVP, he needs to be in that conversation. Um, And then I want to give a shout out to one of my teammates um, who I think is at an MVP type season, uh, Mitch Van Skoik. First year playing wiffle ball, he was kind of like part-time last year. Um, He's only thrown like seven games of wiffle ball, and I think he's only lost one game or two games. So (laughs) he just, I think his ERA was like, one and a half or something so um it's insane i think he could be in the mvp category um as somebody else to mention and throw out there uh yellow slugger grant again i got you um i have looking at baronowski though i think you could i think he's in the top three probably for that category and then uh hogan for side wiffle um i know he had the rough outing at the beginning of the year rebounded his era is down to 1.6 leads the league in strikeouts um again lee was right there i had him written down and then Sawyer and um, Hunter um, from the social division as far as the rookie of the year. Sawyer hit through ball. I don't know what he calls it. I think it's nasty. <laughs> so, got to throw out there. Yeah, for, for the listeners, uh, Sawyer Behan, he, he was also the number three draft pick in MLW. He's on uh, my team, the Bad Boys, and he throws. He's the first person in the league that I know of who throws like a super curve, but with a clean ball. So a lot of people have seen that with the cut ball, but he throws it with a clean ball and it's just as nasty. So it's like, it's wipe out stuff. Um, I think Kayvon's the only person I've seen throw that pitch. Yeah, maybe Kayvon, you're right. You're right. I think those are the only people I've ever seen throw, throw that pitch. Yeah, it, it's nasty. It's nasty. All right, Brian, what, what do you got? Uh, so I'll be going uh, just on the social side. So MVP, um, I'm I'm going to give it to Zach Milborn, who's been in the league for for a long time and has been uh, plagued with the injuries over the last few years. So his uh, pitching velocities definitely come down, uh, but he still uh, had four wins this year and 39 strikeouts, and he led the social side with home runs. So he had 22 home runs, um, over a 600 batting average, uh, 11 doubles. So he had just had huge numbers. So I'm giving Zach uh, the MVP and the yellow slugger. Uh, Those some other people that are in the mix there. Uh, Adam Kuzman from my team from Scared Hitless. And also Josh Ballard is a potential yellow slugger candidate. Yeah. Um, who is another player that, that kind of came back and had 18 home runs this year. Gingerbread. Yeah, gingerbread. <laughs> That's how the stats look on the website. Best uh, nickname in the book in KWL. <laughs> uh, for Cy Wiffle, uh, Bryce Botkey. Um, still pitching uh, really strong. This is one of those players that I think maybe toned it down a little bit, or he could have had really uh, dominant numbers. Um, uh, but still 47, 47 strikeouts, the lowest whip, and uh, second lowest ERA on, on the social side. And then rookie of the year going to uh, Logan Hunter of Brutang, who we talked about a little while ago. Yeah. Yep. No, those are all good picks. And I, I'm not going to go through the full list. I wanted to add a couple points. So MVP, I, it's to me, it's down to uh, between Brendan, Mitch, Lee, Mark, and Nate. I mean, there's five of them, and it's really close. I mean, you can dice this up however you want. Uh, I think the interesting topic is Mitch versus Brendan because uh, against Baranowski. Those two are so similar. Mitch's got a 1.47 ERA. Baranowski's got a 1.67 ERA, so those are uh, second and fourth, respectively. Uh, and then you look at the batting stats. I mean, they're really similar. I mean, I think Bears got more hits and more RBIs, but when you look at, like, average on-base slugging, they're all 
like neck and neck. So it, I think those are two second year players that are like really kind of fun to watch. I think it's going to come down to playoffs. So for what that is, um, I know Nate, you mentioned me, I, for the listeners, I, I only threw seven innings this year. I kind of had some elbow issues. So that's in my terms, I, I wouldn't even include me in that race. Um, and then for rookie of the year, um, I think you guys hit it on the head. If I had to pick, I, Kills me to say I wouldn't go Sawyer. I would go with Colin Honley. He was second in the in the KWL this year with hitting. He hit over 500 as a rookie. I mean, usually hitting comes on later than pitching. And he he, he led the league in doubles. He had like eight, nine home runs. So uh, really, really incredible performance for like a, I think he's 15. <laughs> so. That's a lot of guys added Wiffle's team as far as rookie of the year. I mean, they, oh. they got way better as the season. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Colton stole that dude's riser and he's throwing hard now. I mean, the first time we played him, he's, he's probably gained it easily 10 miles an hour just by getting more confident and throwing it. So. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's already a top pitcher in the league, in my opinion. All right. So we're going to move on to playoff previews here. So I'll walk through the seeds first. Uh, so again, one seed were the flying monkeys. And then we're going to the Legends, who uh, Mike Hogan's team, Gregory's team. Uh, Bad Boys came in third. That's my team. Uh, Diablos came in fourth. That's Nate Nate's team. Then we had Smash Bros. Uh, they're not represented tonight, uh, but that's Danny Lindstrom. He's the captain. Uh, Chuckers came in sixth. Again, they're not represented either. Uh, that's John Kordowski's team. And then Guided Wiffles came in seventh. And then, uh, and that's Joey Spada's team, and then Scared Hitless, who they represent tonight with with Brian. So we're just going to go through each each team, talk about their biggest keys for success. You know, what are going to be those biggest challenges and obstacles, and then who the biggest X factor is uh, for the playoffs. So this should be pretty fun. And then after this, we'll we'll talk about the actual matchups and who who we think will win. So we're going to start with the monkeys here, and Nate's going to talk about them. So again, Nate, biggest keys for success. Biggest challenge, and then who's going to be that big X, X factor for them? I really think the biggest key for success for them is just going to be continuing what they did in the regular season. I mean, they played so well as a team, pitching, hitting. Like, as a pitcher, they're one of the hardest lineups to pitch to. There's just not really a hole in that lineup. So I think just having that carry over and keeping that momentum going um, in the playoffs for them, um, being able to pitch in the big games, Baranowski, I know everybody mentioned it earlier, but he's played a lot of football this year, three three different leagues, really. I mean, Ma, MLW, um, I know he's playing in ULIFs later on. Um, he's pitched in a lot of big games this year, so I feel like that's, that's going to help him a ton in the playoff as far as getting in those big matchups um, and having those key innings when he needs to. Agreed, agreed. Um... We'll go down to legends. So Gregory, again, keys for success, biggest challenge. Who's your biggest X factor? I think keys for success is just going to be putting putting a good series together. I mean, I think that's what KW KWL playoffs are all about is putting good series together. Uh, we've had three really strong pitchers this year, in 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 Hogan and Lee and and Mark Boards came you know out of retirement and he's thrown he's been throwing really really well, um, so you know those will be our top three and then we also have the uh, the Instagram sensation Ira Cohen that can come in there uh, and close them out if we need him to so I think 
I think our pitching is going to be important, but I think our keys for success are really going to be getting those bats going. Um, there's, you know, there's more than one team in the playoffs that has really good one-two punches with pitching. Uh, and in a best three series, that's all you need, right, is to put a couple good good games together. So, you know, getting the bats working, working early, and getting getting pushing some runs across on those really good pitchers is going to be where is going to be the key for success for us, I think. So, um, X factors. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with probably Lee is our X factor, um, just because he has the he has the ability to strike really quick with a big home run, and um, and he's also been throwing just incredible uh, his last couple of outings. So I think if uh, between him, Hogan, and Mark, they put a, put a strong, you know, strong uh, rotation together. I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good good off season for us, postseason for us. Yeah, Mark for for the listeners, he quote unquote retired two years ago, sat out till the last two years. He's came back this year. And he hasn't missed a step, and he actually put together like his best pitching year ever. Like he's got like a two ERA. He always had some issues with getting uh, erratic on the mound and kind of walking people. That's like gone away, and the dude's just been. I mean, nobody's touched him. I think he's one of the few pitchers who hasn't actually given up a home run either. I mean, like he's been awesome this year. Yeah, and I mean, and not to, and not to, you know, not to forget some other people. I mean, we still have, you know, Marcus Cole is a big bat. You know, he's he's hit really well this year. He's going to be uh, coming off his wedding. He's a newly married man right now. Uh, That's a good so point. We'll see what kind of shape he's in on tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and then you also have Liberty. Uh, Liberty came up with a couple giant hits this year that won big games for us. Um, and not only that, I still think he's probably the most underrated fielder in the KWL, if you ask me. So he's been really big for on defense. So it's it's been a real team effort all year. So it's – uh. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Hundred percent. And and for those who don't know the Ira Cohen uh, reference, check out our Instagram. We had a, a video get twenty million views on Instagram. I mean, it was huge. And it was Ira throwing uh, two Ephuses that hit the top of the board, and then he blows it by um, a kid with a fastball. So it is it's pretty funny. Check it out. All right, we're gonna jump to the bad boys three seed. Um, I'm gonna talk on us. Uh, biggest key to success for us, I think, is going to be pitching. So we have a lot of pitching depth. Uh, biggest issue for us is just consistency on the mound. So we got Ayers. David Ayers has been great. We know what we're going to get with him. But then it really comes down to Lance and Sawyer, and both of them have shown that they can, like, shut down the top teams in this league. Um, but they've, at the same time, have shown that if it's not their day, it, it it's going to be uh, tough riding for them. So I think – that's going to be our biggest challenge, our biggest key for success. And also, you know, for biggest X factor, it's Sawyer and Lance. I mean, those two, if they show, if they're hot, I mean, we're going to be really tough to be. I think Sawyer and Lance can be two of the best pitchers in the league when they're, when they're on. So um, it should be, it'll be really interesting to watch how our team does there. All right. Going down to number four, Diablos. Nate, you want to take it away? Yep. So uh, I put the, Biggest thing for us is just experience. Uh, like round one of the playoffs, three out of our four players were rookies last year. Um, Kyle Owen won't be able to be there tomorrow for the week one matchup. Um, so really, yeah, just playoff experience. I mean, those guys have played in three playoff series their entire play- wiffle ball career. Um, so they're going to have to step up and uh, 
whether it be at the plate or on the mound and give us some good innings and good at-bats. Yep, I agree with that. And biggest X factor, did you say that? Did I miss that? A big X factor, um, you mentioned him earlier. Um, he's having yep. an MVP-type season, so we just need him to keep that going in the playoffs and see where it can take us. Yep, he's a gamer. I don't think the big stage will, will uh, waver him at all. And oh, not one bit. <laughs> that goes back. He has 13 home runs this year. This will be his last week because he has season-ending surgery Friday. So we'll be oh, down. That, so. That's a big bat. That I I didn't realize that. And he, he, he's a good depth arm, too. I mean, he's got some yep. – he, he yep. can shut some people down, too. He's a, he's a great bat. Yeah. 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 13 he, and 42 RBIs. Yep. <laughs> He, he's been he put it together a really good year again another second year player so um going down to smash bros number five lewis you want to take this one away oh i'm sorry i'm sorry not lewis uh this is going to be gregory so again gregory smash bros biggest keys for success biggest challenge and who's the biggest x factor i mean let me just say i love these guys these guys <laughs> are the funnest team to play i love every time i play them yep. um but, you know, it's the Lindstroms and the Spitzleys. I mean, that's it. That's the that's their five guys. They're they're great guys. Um, and I just like, you know, Johnny was great to see come back out this year and see him pitching on the mound again. You know, it's uh, it's great to see. So um, as far as their keys to success, I mean, their keys to success are just playing playing their best game. And that's being scrappy with football players. I mean, these guys. I think I've said it once. I'll say it again. I think they're one of the most underrated teams out there, uh, just because of the way that they came in this league, divisions they've been in. Their record has never been all that great. Um, however, you know, I get nervous every time I play them. They put balls in balls in play off really good pitching. They put put small ball together, and I think that's what's going to be, you know, um, something that they need to do. Uh, but they're their X factor is going to be their pitching. You know, if, if, if Danny can come in and throw, throw the way that he can throw by keeping guys off tempo and, and, you know, squeezing out games that way, um, that's going to be the X factor. And then, you know, next man up coming in and winning a big game, but I think they can do it. Um, you know, like I said, I think they can beat anybody and they do. They, I mean, they, they beat everybody. Yeah. Just about putting those together is going to be what's important for them. They have. I mean, they they had the big early season surprise against your team, the Diablos, Nate, and they swept you guys. I know you weren't there, but they they play so many tight games, and I know sometimes they fall on the get the short end of the stick, and they fall just short of it. But I mean, Danny, he's taking his game up to the next level. He's he's a top ten pitcher now, and he always had that talent, but he finally showed it this year throughout a full year. And I, the biggest surprise I had on them, I. You know, nobody would have guessed this, but Joey Lindstrom, who I think a lot of people kind of overlooked in years past, Joey's actually their best hitter this year statistically. He yeah, over he 400. Yeah, they're, they're all they're all 300 or better. They're all 300 or better hitters. I mean, that's that's tough in this, this it, league with this year the way that they, we've done it. You know, way to put up runs. Oh yeah, they do. I mean, in the Spitz leads, Lucas and Travis. I mean, those guys ball out too. It's just, it's it's incredible. It's like a new guy every year steps up for them. So yeah, they're they're going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, they're competitors completely. Yeah, they are, and they drive over an hour to get to KWL KWL games. They drive from Lansing. All right, so we're going to the six seed Chuckers. 
Uh, Lewis, you're going to take the Chuckers. Again, keys for success, biggest challenge, biggest X factor. Yeah, so really what they, they have to win game one. Um, yeah. Uh, John Cordokas is a great manager and he knows this. And so I don't know if, if AJ Tate will throw in game one, but whatever game AJ throws, he also has to have two shutout innings. So uh, those first two innings, if he walks four or five batters, they, they lose the series. Um, so AJ, when he's on, he can still throw no hitters. So he's got to have two shutout innings. Uh, the Chuckers, some of their players, uh, uh, can lose their heads and get over emotional and they got to not have that happen this series. And I think their X factor really is going to be their speed and throughout a lot of seasons they would have, and people joked about them for this, but they would have the most walks as a team by 20, 30, 50. And this year they're the lowest. So I think for them to be successful, they got to get people on base however they want to do it. And then I think Alex Cordokas, if they end up winning this series, will be the the big factor because he is a very fast dude. And I could see him scoring five or six times in the series. Easily. Uh, Alex, Alex is, again, he's his second year. And, I mean, he's, he's a scary hitter because he puts the ball in play and the dude's a lefty and he gets down to first quicker than anybody in the league. He's easily the fastest. So I, I agree with that. And then Chef... I think Shefford's going to be, it's going to be important to watch him. He had a really good start, and then he kind of hit a, that wave, wavy period in the middle of the season. But the last couple of weeks, he's found it back again. So, I mean, this is a team who could surprise people. They won the KWL, what year was that, 2017? 27, yeah, I think so. Yep. 2017. So, I mean, they've done it before, so they're going to be exciting to watch. All right, going down to number seven, Guided Wiffles. Again, this is the new, brand new rookie team, bunch of high schoolers from Kalamazoo Central. Um, I'm going to take them. Biggest thing for them is is timely hitting. So, I, you know, I think with Stoll and Swanson, Swison, I'm, I'm probably slaughtering his name, but Andre, um, they got the two, the top two ace-level pitchers to shut people down. I think it's going to just come down to can they score enough runs. And I know they they got good eyes. They'll they'll get their walks. They with the homelies if they're there, they're going to get clutch hitting. I mean, those two both were top top five home run hitters this year, and they've hit home runs off guys like Lee. So I mean, is this really going to come down to can they get enough hits and can they score enough runs to keep up with some of these uh, more experienced teams? So biggest X factor, I think it comes down to Colton Stoll. If he can pitch like he's been pitching, and they strategically use him throughout the series he can win a game and maybe even close a second game to uh to win a series for him so i think he's it's going to be big for him all right dropping down to number eight our final team scared hit list lewis what you uh, guys got you, you excited yeah. for this it's 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 the first season where you have a a social team quote unquote even though you guys are kind of loaded <laughs> where you can beat anybody <laughs> Yeah, so we really need to think. We we know we can beat beat the monkeys, and uh, we think we can make a deep run. But we've got to get the competitive edge back because we haven't had to have it throughout most of the year, and we haven't had a lot of close games. Um, and so I think with our we our bats haven't had to face tough pitching like we will see in this series. So I think we've got to score early. And then our pitchers have, because we're not going to score a lot of runs, have to make sure that like we don't allow many runs. So, 
under if the monkeys score more than five runs, we don't keep them under that. Uh, that'll that'll be it. And then I think our X factor is going to be uh, Bryce Botkey. So he may come in and have three home runs and throw a, a one hit shutout game. And I think for us to win that series, that's going to that's going to have to happen. Yeah, no good points. I I think it'll be interesting to watch you guys. I know the monkeys speaking with them. They're like, dang, we have to play hitless. Like that's not an easy draw as the being, <laughs> being the eight seed. So that'll be fun. So Louis, I, I have a question for you since I haven't seen you guys much in the, in the social leagues, um, has the reduction in competitive spirit reduced Mason's bat throw percentage? <laughs> it has completely. I, I think he's had like, a little bit drastically. There used to be, uh, 50, that's a slight exaggeration, 15 bat throws, uh, a season by Mr. Mason Everett. And they were good. They were creative, um and this year it's it's one or two maybe what's the over under theories on bat throws for him is there a number oh oh uh five yeah five for the series i think okay, would be a, i like that i like that where i would bring it in at yeah so that might be a fun a fun thing for instagram of what people think over or under <laughs> awesome awesome well i i think we're getting a little short on time here i saw a notice on uh our meeting here might end so we'll, we'll kind of run through this quick we're going to go through each series who the winners are for the opening series and then we're going to talk about kwl champions so monkeys versus hitless gregs you're going to start us off who wins sorry brian i'm taking the monkeys nate what do you got i gotta go monkeys i agree lewis you picking your team i'm picking my team I love the confidence. I got the monkeys as well. We'll see what happens there. Uh, next one is going to be legends versus guided wiffles. Gregory, we, what are you guys going to do here? I think I think we're going to take them. I'm taking us. But I think they'll be got? tough. I think I think we'll have to play them. Yeah, yeah. No, they they might surprise you one game, but I think you're right. Nate, what do you got? I'm going legends, and I think all of this playoff series have a chance to be closer than some might expect. Yes. Hundred percent, Lewis. You got any any differences here? Uh, legends for me too. I think it'll be a sweep. I think there'll be tough games, but I I don't I don't think the rookies have yeah not enough experience. Yep, yep. Uh, next one we got bad boys versus chuckers. Gregory, this is going to be a good one. Who do you got? I'm going to have bad boys in three games. Yep. yep. Nate, I think uh, I'm going to go bad boys. I think it's a sweep. Oh, okay. Lewis? And I'm, I'm going bad boys in three also. I, th- I think the Chuckers are going to sneak one out, but I don't. I just don't think they're going to have enough power for, uh, yeah. to get the series. Yeah, I'm going to take us two, but it, it's, this is going to be a close one. I mean, if we don't come to pitch and the Chuckers are on pitching, they could be a complete flip where they, where they sweep us. So it's going to be a good one. All right, last and final matchup. This is a rematch of last year, Nate. Diablos versus Smash Bros. It went three games and it was close. You guys snuck out and got the victory. But Nate, I'll start it with you on this one. Who do you got? I I was I have to go us. I think it's gonna be a tough. They're always tough. Every single game, like Gregory said, against the Smash Bros. There's you don't get any easy wins against them. So. Yep. Yep. Gregory. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Diablos too. I'm gonna go with Diablos too. Yeah, I think again. I think Smash Bros. Play them tough, but I think. Diablos come out on top. Yep. Lewis? 
Uh, Diablos for me, I think it's going to be in a sweep, though they are playing um, at, at Township Park, which is a field Smash Bros uh, always play well at. So I think That's that could be good. another that could be That's another a, uh, X factor. Great the short take fence, there. Short fences there. Yeah, That's great right. take there. Great take there. All right, we might get cut off here. If we do, we'll have to re-record re, re, re it. But <laughs> Gregory, who do you got? Who's going to be the eventual KWL champs this year? I think uh, I maybe I'm biased, but I think Legends take it home. I think uh, I think we have the pitching rotation that it's going to take to get through a best of five series in the championship. Can't argue that. I can't argue that, Nate. So I'm going to take the Diablos out of the equation because bias, obviously, you always want or think that your team has a chance to win it all. I'm going to go Legends because I think they have the best three-man rotation on the mound. Yeah. Yep. Lewis? Uh, I'm taking Legends also. I think this is going to be the year uh, without quite as much pressure on Lee Van Streen that he's going to have a, a great playoff run and, and get his first championship. Good point. Would be and then also, uh, just on social side, yeah, on uh, social side real quick, uh, so the social side tournaments called the the Tom Selleck Festival Competition, and so that's the four teams there, and I think uh, Brutang uh, and Graboids are going to be in that final, and I think Graboids come out on top for their uh, second Tom Selleck championship oh. in a row. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Brutang in that matchup. Me too. Me too. I'm going Brutang. Brutang. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> awesome well i'll wrap it up here i'm going to take the monkeys i think it's in in them uh, i agree i think legends are are at the favorite when you look at it in paper but i think the monkeys are going to get it done and, and shock the world so um that's going to wrap it up thanks for everyone listening in here and uh continue to stay tuned to national wiffle and uh keep growing the sport of wiffle ball thanks everybody <laughs>